one of the things that has about us that we all have the power to do is we have the power to change things. We have the power to destroy things. It's because we all have something to say. Now, we're going to look at the Bible in a few moments, and it's really quick. We're not going to do this very long, but it has to do with the words of our mouths. It has to do with the things that we say. Sometimes it works. It goes in, and, it, and the things that we say, it, it's, it's easy. Everything works really well, and sometimes the things that we say there has consequences. It doesn't always flow quickly. It doesn't always flow perfectly. Sometimes it actually gets other people maybe not necessarily wet, but it can kind of hurt. There's this thing that we have in the world um, that our words can actually hurt people or they can help people. Now, it was a long time ago, and some of you have heard this story a long time ago, but um, I'm going to explain it again for those of you who are fairly new to us as a church. Um, when I was, a, when I was uh, um, like, when our kids were younger, we used to play hide and seek in the house with our kids. What we would do is we, it's, it's a reverse game of hide and seek called sardines. And so what happened is one person would hide. And then everyone would go try to find that person. And when our girls had baby, uh, sorry, they had uh, birthdays, we would always bring them over to the house and they would play this game. And one person would hide in our house, not a huge house. And they would just run around and hide in a closet or something like that. Well, the first one time I was the hider. So I was the one hiding. And so they were all trying to find me. And I hid in a downstairs shower. I was just hiding in the shower and, and just behind the curtain and uh, the kids all found me and they had a great time and everything was perfect. And um, this is just the power of our words. And then um, that afternoon or that evening when um, little Emily went home, she was so excited and had the time of her life and she told her parents what we did. And then her dad called me, really good friends of mine, really good friend of mine. He calls me and goes, so uh, do you have a good day today? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, oh, the birthday party went really well. And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, so guess what Emily told me? I said, what? She goes, we saw Pastor Mark in the shower. <laughs> okay, now, I was, everything was fine, right? But it's amazing how our words, even though we don't mean them a certain way, has an opportunity to add help or can actually hinder. It's amazing how even if we don't mean to say something a certain way, it has an effect on people. How many times have you said something that you say, oh, I didn't mean it that way, or I didn't mean it to happen that way, but it still has an effect. Even if you try to not make it that way, it can still affect people and destroy people. So basically, the, they're going to do their thing. So the book of Proverbs says this. It says, um, words of the godly are life-giving fountain. In, in chapter 12, it says, um, a, word, a worry weighs a person down, but an encouraging word cheers people up. Timely advice is lovely, like golden apples in a silver basket. Kind words are like honey, sweet to the soul and healthy to the body. But they also have power to destroy. It says this in Proverbs. With their words, the godless destroy their friends. A lying tongue hates its victims, and flattering words cause ruin. The tongue can bring death or life to those who talk will reap the consequences. And the writer of Proverbs is basically saying that our words have a lot of weight. And I think in our culture, we're not careful with our words. In our culture, we don't typically hold our words carefully or properly and don't really think that our words have that much effect in people's lives. And what the, what, what the writer of Proverbs is saying is actually your words can have the, have the ability to help people or they have the ability to destroy people. And so for kids, this is what we're going to help you to understand. In James chapter three, it says this, the writer of James is saying things about our words. And it says this, it says, 
For we all stumble in many ways. If anyone doesn't stumble in what he says, he is a mature man who also is able to control his whole body. It says, now we put bits into horse and into the mouths of horses to make them obey us. We also guide the whole animal and consider ships, though they're very large and driven by fierce winds. They're guided by a very small rudder, wherever the wind, um, wherever the will of the pilot directs. It says, so too, the tongue is a small part of the body and it boasts great things. Consider how large a forest is set aside by a small fire that it ignites. And the tongue is a fire. The tongue, a world of unrighteousness is placed among the parts of our bodies. It pollutes the whole body, sets the course of life on fire and is set on fire by hell. It says every sea creature, reptile and bird is tamed, um, has been tamed by man, but no one can tame the tongue. It is, rest, is a restless evil full of deadly poison. It says we praise our father with it and we curse men who are made in God's likeness with it. Praising and cursing come out of the same mouth. So what he's saying here is that our mouths have this incredible ability to help and to destroy. And he uses an example of that. It's so small and so insignificant. It seems that he uses an example of a horse. Has anyone been around horses? I'm not a horse guy. Um, but the last couple of weeks we've been at some friends place and they have these horses and they're, they're beautiful and amazing, but I'm a little bit nervous of horses. And I know it, it seems silly to be nervous of a horse, but when I was a young kid, probably about eight years old, um, I had an experience on a horse. Um, we were in Arizona with my mom and my brother and with some other people. And we went for a horseback ride in the, uh, um, in the Arizona desert. And as we were riding these horses and I'm riding with my mom and my brother, and I, I just felt like a, like a cowboy it was really, really cool. And then something unique happened. We were riding these horses and, and my mom's horse, it got spooked by something. And so it, it, it started to kind of go a little crazy, but that same thing that spooked my mom's horse spooked my horse. And so here I am about eight years old. And so I'm on this horse, this huge, massive animal that I thought I had control over. And then the next thing you know, I was flying. I was in the air. And the last thing I remember is going, where's the horse? And then I wake up and I'm on a park bench with someone with duct tape trying to pull the slivers off of a cactus from my arm. And I'm like, so what happened? So basically, guys, as I kind of recollect the situation, apparently my horse got like spooked about something and then it just bucked me off. And then I was flying into the air into a cactus. I don't really care for horses. I mean, it's not really that big of a deal. I rode another horse one time and its name was Turtle. And it's basically didn't do anything. It was almost glue at that time. So my, my, my two experience with horses, it's not really that great. But the whole idea of it, and what he's saying here is that a horse is, even though it's so big and so massive, it can be controlled by a very, very small thing. For those of you who have been on boats before, you understand if you've been on a sailboat or just even like a, a motorboat, you know that this incredibly powerful thing is controlled by a, a relatively small rudder that can take it wherever it wants to go. And in the same way, he's talking about how our, how our tongues, it, if it can control things, it can do great things. You have the ability, you have the opportunity to bring so much joy and add so much value into people's lives by what you say. 
You have opportunity if you would hold it captive. And the idea here is to be careful with it. The idea is to to hold it captive and, and, and to be intentional with your words. If you are intentional with your words, you can do so much good with it. In those days, horses were used for all kinds of different things. And if they could control the horse, they could do things that they would never be able to do. They can feed their families. They could help the people around them. They, 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 can, they can protect their homes by just a very small thing that went into its mouth. But he also is explaining that if it gets out of control, it can cause so much damage. And then he uses this idea of a fire. And it's not really hard for us to understand the damage a fire can have when we look at our our, our province and we look at our, our country right now. Like we were, I was golfing with a couple of guys a couple of weeks ago and all the smoke from fires that are like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of kilometers away was affecting here. And those of you guys remember that, right? We actually hit a golf ball into the air and it was in the, in the evening, but we still couldn't see the ball land because of all the smoke. I remember when I was a kid, my mom and, and in, our, in our situation where they live now, um, they, they, in Florida, there's fires that happen all the time because it gets so dry and there's so much lightning and it sparks some things. My, my mom almost had to leave her home because of the fires were getting so close to her house. And we see that all over the place now. Now, and the people in that day, they understood that fire was really, really, really good. They lived in these houses and, and this is before electricity. So this is before they had any opportunity for any other kind of heat. If they wanted to be warm, if they wanted to get out of the cold, they had to have a fire. If they wanted to eat anything, they had to have a fire. So fire was very, very good. And the fire was often in their actual homes. But if the fire got out of hand or if they weren't paying attention to it at the right moment, if it got out of hand, even just a little bit, it would cause so much damage. And when a fire starts and a fire gets going, it's really, really, really hard to stop. And I think what the writer is saying here is that if we're not careful, that which is a blessing can destroy. And, uh, and so basically I'm listening to this and I'm thinking to myself that it's, 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 I mean, how many of you think of this and you think, well, it's what, what, what's the big deal of, of what I say? It's not that big of a deal. It doesn't really hurt anybody. Now, kids, you guys are young and I don't know if they actually do this now or say this now. Do you know this? If I say this sticks and stones, is that a thing may break my bone? Is that a, is that a thing that little kids know? Okay, adults. Okay, adults, say it with me, right? Sticks and stones, what? And now I know it, it's funny when you said it. I heard a couple of you say, words will never hurt me. I know you, you even say it like you don't believe it, right? It's amazing how we have been grown to think that our words don't really have an, that much weight. How many of you are careful about all kinds of things in your life, but aren't necessarily careful about the things that you say? or aren't truly careful about how you say them. Hi, Hi Gloria, how are you? This is my friend, Cece. Hi, Cece. <laughs> That's amazing. And you guys have the same hair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. But mine looks a, a looks a little different. Well, that's okay. So what we're saying here, just we're going to be done in a second here, just so you know, is this, is that our words have the power to heal and the power to destroy. 
And it's interesting when you look at James, it's like, how do we actually help our mouths? How do we help do things and say things? Well, James is kind of silent on that. He's saying this, he goes, with the same person, with the same mouth, you can bless and you destroy. He goes, there, there's fresh water and, and bad water coming out of the same mouth. But he's silent on how to fix that. And it kind of reminds me of my, um, of, of, of my um, uh, driver's ed teacher when I was a kid in high school. Here in Canada, it's very different driver's ed. Those of you who took driver's ed as an adult raise your, or as a kid, raise your hand. Okay, so you know what that's like, right? Driver's ed, you actually pay this money, you go to a course, and they drive you on the streets, and you have to do all that kind of stuff, and you have to know how to drive a car, right? Basically, you do it for like 10 weeks. For me, when I was growing up, my driver's ed was in a parking lot, and I never actually drove on a road. Like, my, my driver's ed was so basic and so, like, just it, it didn't even really count. Like, if you hit a cone, which represented a person... You actually had to get out of the car, walk to the cone, set it back up and say, I'm sorry, Mr. Cone or Mrs. Cone. Like that was the extent of my driver's ed training. Like we're talking about this has absolutely, it was, it was horrible. It's like my friend Victoria, like over there. Like, I mean, she's a great driver and everybody's, I'm just getting to know her. And everybody says like, oh, you, you're a great, she goes, I'm a great driver. And all of her friends around her is like, no, Victoria, you don't stop at stop signs. I think she does though, but I think anyway, so, so again, it's driving. It's like, it's easy. But I remember what happened was at the very end of my driving course, the driving instructor showed us a video and this was unlike any other video that we'd ever seen. It was a video that was basically the whole video was about car accidents. It was a video that showed car accidents and it showed the aftermath of car accidents. It was very graphic and it, it left nothing to the imagination. And I'm looking at this, and I'm going, why in the world would you show us this? Like, why would you show us? I mean, I, I think one of them was called maiming on the highway. I think literally was what it was called. And I'm, I'm watching, I like, why in the world would they show this? Is, is, is this so we will never drive? But as soon as the video was done, they handed us a slip of paper, and they said, go get your license. And I went and got my license, had never, ever driven on an actual road. They gave us a license and we drive away and life is there. And I'm wondering why they show us that video. And I think the reason why they show us the video is almost the reason why James is talking to us here. And what he's saying there in that video is like, is, this isn't so you don't drive. This is so that you understand the incredible potential of driving. The blessing that driving is, is great. But if you're not careful, this is what can happen. And in the same way, I believe James is saying that the, the, the tongue, that your, your mouth communication, the way that you speak to people, it has the potential to add so much blessing. But if you're not careful with it, if you're not intentional with it, it can destroy. And it's not just water on a head, but it can actually change your life. And some of you, and we're not going to go into the whole detail, but some of you are still bearing the brunt of what other people said to you. Our words have enormous weight. And it's why the Apostle Paul says at the very end when we were talking about this a couple of weeks ago, he says this, says, don't let any unwholesome words come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And when he says benefit, helpful, he means kindly, generous words. When he means building up, he means making someone more able to do the things that they meant to do. So anyway, so just super quick, this is just for kids and family. 
what you say and how you say it matters, especially in our culture. So the challenge for us, just super simple, is watch what you say and how you say it because your words matter. So kids, kids, the way you speak to your parents matters. <laughs> you just can't tell your kid, are you hearing this? Um, parents, parents, the way that you speak to your kids matters. There are still things that my mom said to me in moments of anger that I still can't let go. It's amazing. So parents, you have incredible power with your words. And children of God, you have incredible power with your words to either bring value into people's lives or to devalue them. So let's do it well.